Welcome to the Brett Frost Sports Podcast, the number one sports podcast in the peninsula. I'm with my boy, the Italian Stallion, Joe LaSala, Niners on prime time, Monday night, shut the haters up, remain undefeated, 31-3 against them Cleveland, Cleveland Browns, Cleveland, put Baker on his butt four times nick bosa was a man possessed two sacks one forced fumble the run game continues to go off number one in the nfl in rushing yards per game right now jimmy g plays a clean game joe lasala reaction to monday night dominant what did we say before the game key to the game was going to be the line of scrimmage the d line what did they do from the start it was just they were a terror terrorizing Baker all night. He had 22 attempts. On those attempts, we had four sacks. That means we were getting pressure on him more than 25% of the time. He didn't have any time. Two seconds or less, he had to have that ball out. Otherwise, he was going down. It was great to watch. Run game, obviously, once again, there all night. Breida breaks it, goes yard first play of the game, 80 yards, touchdown. And from there on, the game was just spiraled out of hand quickly. Cleveland had that one nice drive, which ended in that interception at the goal line, mm-hmm. popped out of Callaway's hands. Once that happened, the game was over. They had a chance to cut it to 14 to 10. That happened. And from there, it was it was a landslide. Yeah, Joe. I mean, I was there in attendance, seventh row and uh, in the end zone. The atmosphere was crazy, dude. It reminded me of like a Notre Dame college football game that I was at. I mean, there was waves going on throughout it like people were jumping up and down it was a party dude it was it was awesome what do you think about levi's joe is levi's now starting to get a little feel a little mystique to it yeah you know i'm stick did i'm glad you brought that up because just watching like there was times where i would pause and just think i've never heard it that loud there i've never heard them get that crazy it was like a it was like an old-time oracle game it was amazing it was almost akin to seattle stadium with the 11th man with the 12th man and uh, it's just nice to see the fans starting to galvanize around our team. It's an exciting time for the Niners. It's an exciting time for the city, and everyone's loving it. Yeah, man. I mean, the first play of the game for Brita to go 80 yards to that, to that, to the, to the house, setting the tone. Just like that. I mean, I, I like that too. I like how we, I like how uh, we just came out and we just brought fire from the start. I mean, you could tell like the Niners wanted this game. Like you could tell they were upset with how they played against the Steelers, Joe. Like, and they wanted to come out on primetime Monday night and show everyone that we're legit. That it's not it's not it's not our schedule. Like, no, we're legit. A win's a win in the NFL in the NFL. No? No, for sure. And I mean, we're such a strong all-around team. You look at the Niners, it's old school. They're running fullbacks, they're running power run games, they're coming at you with with Juchek, Kittle, hitting the outside, eight blockers, and just running it down your throat. We're in your face every play. It's it's like such a physical game that they play, which makes it so fun to watch because it's truly mono mono. Like we're gonna come at you, and it, if if you can't handle it, we're just gonna keep running it down. Joe, the the D line, dude. Is this the best D line the Niners have ever had? It is so disgusting. So uh I mean, Bosa's playing like one of the best top picks I've ever seen. 
at that position at D-line. He's just a menace. He consistently creates pressure. And you look at the rest of the line, and they're no slouches either. Buckner's a menace. Armstead's crazy good. They're tall. So if they're not getting to you, they're putting a hand up, hand up. And like, if you're Baker Mayfield, six foot, you can't see over that. It's hard to throw the ball downfield when you have these giant towers in front of you, let alone Bosa coming in off the edge. And and what excites me about this D line is how young they are. Like Armstead's 25, I believe. Buckner's 25. Nick Bosa's 21. I mean, the future looks bright. It looks, no, it looks so bright. And the thing with the D line is they're playing so well that I don't even know how to evaluate our secondary. Because the secondary has been playing well. They've been holding people to pretty much 200 yards a game. I mean, Pittsburgh, we talked about it last week. If you took out their two big 70-yard plays, they pretty much only had 100 yards in the air. Yeah. But I think what is it's most attributable to is our D-line. You really only have two to three seconds max to throw the ball. And if you don't, you're, you're getting sacked. And if you do get the ball out, you're making a rush decision. You're not thinking clearly, and you're just trying to get it out. And then what happens? Interceptions. Consequently, we have already the second most interceptions in the league so far. I think we have four to five takeaways in the air. And, and last year, we only had two for the whole season. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. Uh, we got we to touch on beer drinking Baker, flag planting, flag planting Baker. Uh, I don't know if you if you t- saw my my, uh, my my first blog post, but it was all about Baker. Obviously, I touched on the Niners win as well. But man, dude, he was awful last night, and you sh- or on Monday, and you should have seen the amount of Browns fans and what they were saying like before the game, dude. Like they were running their mouth, like they were saying that Baker's better than Jimmy G, like all this nonsense, and that got turned around real quick. Like I said, man, eight of 22, two picks, 100 yards through the air. The guy continues to double clutch when he's in the pocket and not step up in the pocket. He continues to roll right. Like AB said, he's always rolling right. What, what did you see from Baker, dude? To me, he, I don't even know if he's an NFL quarterback, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, to, on that note, I really don't know what I did see from Baker. He didn't show much. It was a terrible game. Eight of 22, two picks, couldn't drive the ball downfield. Like you said, he doesn't know how to step up in the pocket. Sometimes when that pocket's starting to collapse, if he just steps up, he'll have time. But what he does is he rolls right and and he makes a terrible throw. He throws it pretty much in the air. Easy picks. Richard Sherman, first play. That, that, was, that was an awful throw. He's just not playing smart. I mean, you look at the double clutching. I, I don't know if he's just getting spooked. He obviously doesn't trust his O-line. He's running before the pocket even collapses. He's running right and getting out of there. And uh, he just hasn't been making good decisions. And it's not even just the interceptions. He's fumbling, too, when he sacks. He gets sacked. He's not taking care of the ball. And you see that with their offense. It's volatile. And his balls are getting batted down. I mean, he's – Joe, I mean – and he just – he doesn't he look chunky to you? Doesn't he look like he put on a little weight? Oh, Baker definitely put on a couple pounds. Yeah, like, <laughs> he, dude, he looks like – he looks like the Great Lakes Brewing Company in Ohio is giving him a monthly supply of Midnight Moses. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he got that beer belly going, my guy. He looks distracted. To me, he looks like a guy where football is not necessarily the number one priority. You see it with the commercials. You see it with his body. He doesn't look sharp on field. I don't know what to think of this Browns team. They have so much talent. They're not. They're not out of it yet, though. That's what's crazy. That's how bad. Like that division is so bad. Like someone, someone's got to step up and take control of that division. 
The thing is, though, like even if your division is bad and because of that you sneak in the playoffs, if you get to the playoffs looking like this, you're just an easy round one matchup. No one's going to fear you. They're just going to want to play you. That's true. And the thing with the Browns is you went out and you got all this talent. You got Odell. But then you didn't take care of your number one problem, the O-line. And now everything's collapsing on you. You can't even take advantage of your new stud wide receiver. And you got you just look like a mess. For me, when I look at this Browns team, I think a legitimate question is, do we keep Odell? Or do we look to shop him? Not because he's a bad player. He's obviously extremely talented. But I don't think this is the player this team needs. Baker clearly has chemistry with Jarvis. You have Chubb in the backfield. But you only have one football. You can't please everyone. From to me, you go out, you take care of your O line, and you look what you can do with Odell. Because I just don't see the value out here. I, the fit with the team, it just—he's an amazing player. It just doesn't seem to be what this team needs. They need—they need to start taking care of the line of scrimmage, most important part of football: D line, O line. Yeah, Joe. I'm, that's you know they got absolutely demolished in the trenches, like you said, on both ends of the field. Um, but we got it. We got to go back to the Niners. This is this is this is the number one sports podcast in the peninsula, Joe. We got it. We got to touch on the Niners again. So we're heading down to LA, the place where stars are born. <laughs> Taking on those Rams, they've kind of been inconsistent. I mean, Tampa Bay goes down to LA and puts up numbers and steals one in LA. Can the Niners go down to LA and get a win? Are the Rams just not what they used to be, Joe? Is Gurley just not the same? Gurley is not the same. I don't know. This is the most bizarre thing to me because he was so fun to watch. He was electric. But this year he looks hobbled. And the team kind of is demonstrating that he's hobbled because they're not using him as much. They're not running the ball. And they're like, they're splitting carries. He's not, he he's the main guy, but there's there's other backs getting four to five, six touches a game. It, you just I don't know what's happening there. Um the biggest concern with that Rams team is definitely the cornerbacks. I mean, Marcus Peters has been getting toast. In Tampa Bay, Mike Mike Evans was like 20 yards downfield. I don't know what Peters was doing. Tlaib similarly hasn't been playing well. Yeah. And they've just been getting torched through the air. Speaking specifically about the game coming up, though, I'm a little worried as a Niners fan. We walked away with a dominant win last week, but it came at the cost of Juchek. Yeah, dude. we lost McGlinchey. We're now missing two of our starters on the offensive line and a key blocker in the back with Juice Check. So the most pivotal part of our game, the run game, has some serious question marks going forward. And you're going against Aaron Donald. Animal. Animal. <laughs> he's going up against a backup. He's going up against two backups on the line. He's got. Yeah, it's not good. That's the biggest question is can we protect Jimmy and can we run the ball with the injuries we currently have? Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how that plays out. I honestly, Joe, what I really want to see, I want to see the Niners like in a tight one or down yeah. with two minutes left, three minutes left, four minutes left, and Jimmy G's got to drive 80. 75 yards for a game-winning touchdown or a game-winning field goal. Like, I really want to see Jimmy G in that situation. Yeah, I mean, because that's what champions do. They find a way to win games. And these injuries aren't an excuse to lose. Like, we need to be able to be competitive no matter what. We need to show our depth. And I think what's great about this game 
is I don't think the run is going to be what's going to win us the game. I think we're going to need to show that we can pass the ball. Jimmy's going to have to be able to throw the ball because this Rams offense is going to score. We're not going to get ahead early. We're not going to have a comfortable lead. Goff, for as shaky of a start as he's had relative to last year, he's still thrown for like 400 yards a game. He's driving the ball downfield and they're scoring. So Jimmy, I think, is going to be the player to watch this game, especially. Coming out of the Cleveland game, he's the one getting receiving all the questions right now. Can he throw the ball? Can the Niners drive it in the air? And this week, they're going to have to show that because I don't think the run's going to be there, especially against that D-line, combined with the fact that our O-line is currently missing two key players as well as our fullback. I'm going to say the Niners edge it out. Really? say we win by a field goal and we stay undefeated. Okay. This is I this is such a big game. This and we have we I, we have the momentum momentum heading down to LA. Dude, short if, week. If we a short it is a short week, but dude, if we win this game, I mean, dude, we're in we're in command. And I can just I can see us getting this win. I think it's going to be tight, but I think we walk away with the win. What do you think, Joe? I want to think we're it. banged up. I know we're banged up. I want to think it, but I think we're going to lose this game by a field goal. I'm really goal, okay. just, I think the D line is really a question mark, not our D line. We're going to perform on that end, but I just don't really see how our backup line is. The backups on our line are going to be able to prevent Donald. Okay. From getting pressure. Like he's going to get pressure. Our offense is not going to have the same tempo since we're, we lost two key blockers uh, last week in McGlinchey and juice check. Um, but I, I'm not sold on that. I say 60-40. I got the okay. Rams winning by a field goal. We also have another key game with the with the Browns playing the Seahawks. If the Seahawks lose that game, that's in Cleveland. Yeah. If the Seahawks lose that game, that's great for the West. Niners will keep a lead over them. And conversely, the Browns season won't be lost. If it's a very key game because the NFC West is tightly conce- tightly contested. And the Browns have an insane schedule coming up. If they lose here, the season's over. Book it. For season Cleveland. is for over Cleveland. for the Browns if they lose against the Seahawks. All right, Joe. I'm definitely, I'm definitely buying that. Really, really quickly, we're about to wrap up here soon. MVP so far. Russell Wilson. It's not even a question. No, wait. Actually, <laughs> there's a little bit of competition there. McCaffrey has been insane. Dude, McCaffrey has been an animal. How is and he so durable? What, what he's able to do in 2019 he's like the ideal 2019 running back like i he's what and what he's able to do on that panthers team i mean isn't it it's absolutely insane because if you're the other team playing defense you know where the ball's going like you know mccaffrey's gonna get the ball 50 60 percent of the time it feels like he's touching it 30 plus times a game and he's just so productive he's so durable He's like a little energizer bunny. The guy is doing it all. Yeah, I, I got to go McCaffrey or Russell Wilson. They've been undefeated since Newton went out and got injured, and that's not because of Kyle Allen. It's because the offense has now had to flow directly through McCaffrey, and he's been able to perform the way he has and carry them. And that deserves to put him into the MVP conversation, just like Russell Wilson, who's doing the same thing for Seattle. Well, Joe, 12 touchdowns, no interceptions. Animal. Dude, that's, I mean, he might be my MVP right now. He's throwing a Tyler Lockett. Who is that? Exactly. He's doing it with less. 
And I, again, Joe, I mean, he's, they're winning games. <sighs> Russell Wilson might be my MVP candidate. He keeps plays alive. Even when the play collapses, he finds a way to scramble. He finds a way to get it downfield and he always finds a way to win. Well, special season for him. Well, Joe, do, are the Niners going to be, be able to beat the Seahawks this year? Hell yeah. In, in Seattle. E- when yes. was the last time we won a game in Seattle? I mean, <laughs> and you think that streak ends, though? Yeah, for We're sure. We're going to get the win this year. For okay. sure, because Seattle's the biggest thing about them is they, they want to run the ball. And the way our linebackers and D-line are playing, I just don't see them going to. I don't see Seattle being able to establish the run like they can against other teams. And if the run's not there, then Russell Wilson's got to beat us. And he might be able to do it, but I'm not betting on that. Well, Joe, as always, thanks for coming on the number one sports podcast in the peninsula. Follow me on Instagram. We got the new blog up. I'm dropping one blog post a week. Stay tuned for that. Let me know what you guys think. Q's and A's are open. Just hit the DMs. Subscribe. Comment. I love you all. Peace.